Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? All right, we are live. All right, I got my friend, my good friend, Leslie Salazar Carrillo. That is the name. And you guys have heard the show with her before. I've had you on a couple times, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. It's always good. It's always a good conversation. You know, it's funny. Um, I was listening to K-Wave, and I heard this person talking on the radio, and I was like, man, this girl is talking about some seriously deep stuff. This is amazing what she's talking about right now. And I'm like, I got to get this girl on the show. So I called down to the, uh, the headquarters, and I'm like, who was on? I, I forget what show. It was some day show or something, right? Yeah, I was getting interviewed. Yeah, you were yeah. getting interviewed. It was I forget who it was, Saturday or, or when, yeah. but you were getting interviewed. And I'm like, who was that lady that was on? And they're like, that was Leslie Kriya Salazar. And then it turns out I ended up contacting you, and it happens to I knew you yeah. for years. And I was like, <laughs> wait, that was you? And I'm like, get on the show. And that show was amazing. Yeah. And tonight's going to be amazing again because it's how long has it been since you've been here? Oh, gosh, it's been a couple of years. Has it been that long? Yeah. You know what? That reminds me because we I'm, lost 2020. Let's just say we just lost 2020. It's true. It's true because there was a lot of guests we that we would be having back on or or just bringing new people in, and it just got really weird. Obviously in 2020, so um, it, it just reminds me. There's a lot of people that I've had on over the last five years that there's certain people I want to bring back on to catch up with because yeah. just the stuff that you're you're involved with. But before we get into your conversation, um, I have one of my good friends, Allie Brook, in studio, or not in studio, she's actually on the phone. I'm going to bring her in in a minute. Um, you guys know her from uh, uh, Dancing uh, with the Stars. She was just on that last uh, series. She actually, it's funny because I got uh, invited by the invited by them to go up there and, and pray for them during that time, uh, right before COVID hit. And she advanced all the way to the, to the very end. So, uh, people were like, I was posting photos of me, like at the set and they're like, um, what are you doing at dancing with the stars? Like, I don't know what's going on. That's <laughs> <laughs> your new venture. You're going to be on dancing with the yeah, stars. Yeah, You know, I was, I was training, but it was so awesome because they advanced and just meet a lot of cool people up there. And then she was also, uh, one of the singers in the band, uh, fifth harmony, that big pop band, um, that was uh, when I met them. I mean, man, they were just exploding. Uh, got to go on. I was fortunate to be able to go on a tour with them for a while, and then just become friends with her and and Will. And they're just. I've actually had her on their radio show as well, um, telling her story during that time when they were playing at the Irvine uh, Irvine Amphitheater before they tore it down here at this venue. But just a lot of cool things with her. Um, it's been really cool to just see. This this young girl, they got she got discovered on TV. It was uh with, with Simon um, Caldwell. Call, yeah, not is it Caldwell or the other guy? They had, they had some show where they everyone was um, performing, and then they put this band together. So they were discovered on TV. Oh yeah, which was a whole story in her in itself. But then from there, they turned into the band Fifth Harmony, and then just exploded. And then she uh, they left, and they all broke up, and they all got their separate record deals. And she got signed, and she started her new uh, uh, solo project, Allie Brook, and just doing big songs. She dropped a, 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 a song right in the middle of the pandemic. It's in, my, it's in my book. I talk about it just saying when everything got shut down, the lockdown, I was like, my friend Islander, they dropped a, a song called End of the World. It was a cover from Re, uh, R.E.M., and then Allie Brook dropped a, a dance song, and just all these things happening. But then she also dropped a, a book as well. Um, on her story, this this faith story, 
And now she has this new project going on that I want to talk about tonight. Um, I'm going to actually bring her in to talk a little bit about it. But it's the um, it's the uh, worshipsundays.com. And it's a new service that she's doing on Sundays. So I'm going to go ahead and bring her in so she could tell us a little bit more about it. So here we go. I think Allie is on the phone now. Hi, Ryan. What is what is happening? I was just bragging about you. Ryan, I heard every word. You are so sweet. And thank you so much for including me in your book. You are actually in mine as well. You're in my acknowledgments. I wrote you um, a note. You are just such a light in my life. And I just thank you so much for blessing me. I love you, Ryan. I got nothing for love. You know, me and my wife and my kids, we love you guys so much. And it's just... It's just really cool to just watch you develop and just see how God's used you navigate through the, you know, you're, you're the, you're the Christian Christian that's actually in the mainstream on all the mainstream labels and doing all mainstream stuff and has had such an influence of people around you as I've seen personally being with you at Dance with the Stars with, you know, your record label management and just um, other band members during this time and never um, just always, you know, being that light of who Jesus has called you to be. So Thank you for doing what you do, and you inspire me. As you know, we've talked about many times how you're continuing to uh, just go and lead wherever God takes you. Now God has you on this new project for Sunday service. Tell us about it so the listeners can tune in and join you tomorrow for the service. What's it all about? Yes, Ryan, thank you so much. I mean, oh, my goodness. I could just talk so much about how you've blessed me. You've... You've been there for me in my darkest moments, and you've been there to pray for me and give me so much encouragement and 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 love and light. So thank you so much. You are such an amazing human being, and yes, I am so 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 beyond excited to launch my worship Sundays, and this is a moment to invite everybody, my fans and and people who may not know me, people who may never heard of me, to just come and worship the Lord. I'm launching this, and my very first exclusive clip is going to YouTube tomorrow on my page. So you can go to youtube.com slash Official, and at 10 a.m. I'm going to launch the very first clip of it, and that is me singing a song, and me and my band and uh, my, my singers behind me singing a song called Fill Me Up. And I believe you actually know the singer who originally sung and wrote that, which is incredible. Um, But yeah, so this is a sneak peek for my Worship Sunday series that um, I'm going to launch in a few weeks where it's going to be, you know, multiple songs, me and a band and a choir, just worshiping the Lord, praising the Lord, um, showing up for him and just giving him our hearts and our all. So I invite everybody who's listening um, to join us tomorrow, 10 a.m. You can go to worshipsundays.com to join and to to watch a video. We will be joining you, I guarantee it. And I'm looking at my Instagram for... So you guys that follow me, Ryan Reese, on, on Instagram or the whosoever, you can go to either one. We, we posted actually a clip of it, a snippet of you singing with your full band. And then my boy, Chris oh Kulala. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. You. 
It's official. You know why? Because our, my boy Chris Kalala, as you know, one of the singers from Jesus Culture, he just of put course. he just put the fire emoji on it. So it's oh, official. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you know what is so amazing? This is how full circle God is. So I actually grew up singing in the church. Yeah. And when I sang and uh, helped to lead worship in high school, we would sing Jesus Culture songs. Um, and I remember one of them specifically was um, Your Love Never Fails. Yep. And it's just amazing. And now he's commenting on, you know, my worship series. That is just amazing. That is so God. Thank you, Lord. It's you know there's so much more to come. I'm going to connect you to. I already told it. We we got that. We got everything uh, in motion. You guys got to connect, and who knows what God wants oh, to do yes. tomorrow, Allie. Oh, yes. Tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. WorshipSundays.com. You're dropping a track of you and your whole choir, your band, and it's going to continue. So if they go to your YouTube channel, Allie Brook. Official, they could uh, official. Mm-hmm. They, they could get a hold of your 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 stuff and expect more to come. Yes, absolutely. And tomorrow is uh, a sneak peek, and I hope that you know us singing "Fill Me Up" can bless someone, can touch people's hearts. And actually, I start off the video with um, a speech from my heart, just saying how. I, you know, I, I need the Lord to fill me up, you know, in, in yep. my greatest moments and also in, in the difficult times. And I hope that, that through this song that that lives would be touched and, and spirits would be, um, the Holy Spirit will impact them yep. and that they will worship with us. And then uh, when it officially all launches, um, I can't wait to come back and talk all about that and to have all the songs premiere in one. It's going to be beautiful. And the goal of this is, is for people to worship our wonderful Savior. Amazing. Hey, before I let you go, you have a book out. Um, we haven't had you on the show yet, but I'm going to bring you in for sure. But what, where's your book at? What's it called? Where can people find it to hear more of your story? It is called Finding Your Harmony Dream big, have faith, and achieve more than you can imagine. And you can buy it at Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble, HarperCollins.com, really wherever books are sold. And it is just, wow, it is a story of, it, it's really my testimony of yeah. my faith, of um, overcoming so many of life's obstacles and challenges, of miracles, and of dreaming big so I hope that that can can be an inspiration to many. Well, I've been uh, I've been around for for a few years of it for sure, and I've seen we've all seen that we've prayed for stuff. I remember being up in Hollywood with you, Head, myself, oh, yes. Will, and I forget who else, and we all prayed about a, a song that that needed to get done, a track, and God opened mm. the door, and and Amen. and it happened. So there's so much in that book that's just truth and just amazing stuff. So. Check it out. I'm going to get you on uh, get you on the air to come in and get you for a live show so we can talk. And I'm yeah, going to join you tomorrow with me and my girls. We're going to be coming and worshiping with you guys tomorrow at 10 a.m. So we love you, yeah, and thank you, Allie. 
I love you, Ryan. Thank you so much, and God bless every one of your listeners. And I can't wait for your book. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I love you guys, right? Ryan. Thank you so much. I love you. God bless you. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. So cool, man. Um, just cool to see what God does with people. Yeah. You know, just uh, when you're just available and God takes you on this crazy journey, as you know, because you have a very crazy journey. <laughs> and what's so interesting is, uh, you know, when I saw you this weekend at the skate park, yeah. um, Christina was there and you were there and I'm like, hey, Christina, I'm like, this is uh, Leslie. She's like, hey, cool. How you doing? You know, because you meet a lot of people. At the, you're at yeah. a skate park and there's like church people there. And oh, cool. You know, she was real cordial with you and cool. And they're like, hey, you better recognize <laughs> this is Leslie. This is our, <laughs> this is my friend. This is uh, one of Sonny's good friends and lowly. And you better, re- re- uh, you better recognize an OG gangster. All yeah. right. <laughs> I think you <laughs> said the OG of the OG. And I'm like, okay, I'm only one OG. No, the, the, ori- the original. <laughs> but, but it's cool because. What you've been doing, and we're going to get into everything you've been doing, but you've been doing ministry for a long time, yeah. street ministry in San Diego. Yeah. You're good friends with Sonny Sandoval, lead singer from POD, co-founder yeah. of the Whosoever's, one of our good friends. You're in the family. You're, you're just a real deal. Oh, and you've been doing thanks. ministry, and that's why I think we've, since we've connected, we just have like-minded oh. hearts. And, you know, to let the audience know where you're working right yeah. now. Yeah, that's it's so crazy um, just how God brings all these things together. And when Ali was talking, like, what happened in 2020 and all the devastation, yet God was still moving. But, um, yeah, so I am the CEO of Pathway Health Clinic. We are a um, life-affirming pregnancy medical clinic located in Vista, where you just were. Yep. And so I've been doing that since 2016. I've been the CEO. I've been with the organization for Ten years, you know, so crazy is something just came up in my Facebook memories of an event um, I did ten years ago, and I was reading what I wrote about it, and just my heart for ministry. And I know it's the same as yours. Like we do these things, and we never know what we're doing. Like yeah. we're just like, I just got to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I'm doing, but I just know I'm going to show up. And then God always shows up, and and my heart in ministry has always been. Um, just to show up and show people their value and um, show them that there's a, there's a world out there. It doesn't matter what has been told to them. Uh, there's a world that they don't even know the questions to ask. They don't even know what the question is. Yeah. And we come along and we're like, you know what, we're going to walk you through this. And, and I'm super, you know, ministry has changed for me over the past years um, well, here, give us a little, give me a little overview of like what you were doing to how you got here. It, it just in that process. I know there's so much, yeah. But just now that now that you're you know the the CEO of this abortion yeah. clinic, but you started. I'm not a CEO of an abortion clinic. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Did I just say that? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you said that at the skate park, and that's why they all looked at me, and you know that really like um, uncomfortable laugh, like, and I'm, I'm like, sorry. hey. For reals, I, I do not run an abortion clinic. No, you know why I said that? Because before I left, I was talking to my wife in the kitchen, and I told her what I accidentally said, and it was that. <laughs> they all kind of looked at me out there, and I'm like, okay, for reals, I do not run an abortion clinic. I run a life-affirming pregnancy, pregnancy medical dinner. clinic. I'm so, hey, I told you, I went to two birthdays back-to-back for my kids in the sun all day. My brain is like... 
fried right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, please don't write me letters. I don't run an abortion clinic. Um, Yeah, so kind of a journey. It's so funny in how I got here, which who even knew, but um, uh, just coming honestly from a place of brokenness. I actually grew up here in Orange County um, and just um, intense brokenness. And um, when I came to the Lord, um, you know, every time I walked in a church, and, and honestly, still today, um, when I go walk into a church to speak, I, I truly feel like they're saying, oh, here comes the Samaritan woman, because it's not far from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so God took me. I always have had a heart for the broken and the hurting because I understand that. Mm-hmm. I understand being lost when you've been so lost and so broken, you can see it on somebody's face. That doesn't mean that somebody who hasn't had that can't, you know, come alongside somebody. Of course. But you see it. You see it immediately because I've been with you enough mm-hmm. times to know that you see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just there's something. You can you, walk into the room or wherever you're at, the skate park or the, any concert, whatever. You could just point people out and you're like, yep, yep. And that's all you have to say. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they know it. They see it on you. And it's just like, it's just an explosion. So did a, um, did a lot of ministry. Um, My husband and I spent three years on a street um, corner in Escondido and dang, we saw everything out there. Um, We saw demon possession. We saw drugs. I mean, it was, it was craziness, but in the midst of that craziness, Man, we would have some amazing ministry opportunities. Kids would come up and they'd be like, what are you doing here? You know, they'd mad dog you. What are you doing here? And you were just, hey, we're just out here hanging out. And I knew the questions to ask. And it'd be like emotional vomit. Mm-hmm. Like if I was a person, of, uh, an evil person, I could have totally manipulated them. I could have had them trafficked like that for what they would tell us. Yeah. I knew everything about them. Yeah. So we spent like three years out there and then, you know, God, like you, takes you down a different road. And I, um, I was speaking and uh, uh, the organization I, I run now heard about me and I came on and I started volunteering. And then I came on staff and I spent the next three years speaking in high schools and probation schools, continuation schools, and really just um, trying to tell kids, you know, there's a whole world out there. The world is telling you this, and it was all secular. Uh, the world is telling you this, but I'm going to tell you that all the consequences that come with that. And so it was such a great experience because I, I always tell people I, you know, I have the emotional maturity of a 15 year old, so I get those kids. I'm with them. Um, and then I became the CEO, and so still it's the same thing. Those women. So we are. Um, a pregnancy medical clinic. So we do pregnancy tests, ultrasounds. Um, we have parenting classes. But and many times the women that are walking in our door are either abortion-minded, undecided. They're just in a crisis. In a crisis, yeah. And so we come alongside and we're like – because when somebody's in a crisis, and I've talked about this before, you know, they're thinking in a circular thought process. And we want them to think on a linear thought process because when you're in a circular thought process and same thing with those kids out in the skate park or the mm-hmm. high schools, they're in a crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, we want them to think literally because they want they need to make decisions on a linear thought process, not in a crisis, because you're never going to make a good decision in a crisis. Yeah, never. You and I have been in crises. You have four kids. You know what crisis is. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so really wanting them to slow down. So – and that's it. And just so everybody knows, our role in this is not to tell somebody what to do. Our role is – it's Missionary 101. You sit under their tree for a little bit. You step into their life. You listen to their story, exactly how they're telling it, without judgment, without condemnation, because you know the path out of this. You know the road. And so, yeah, so that's, you know, the long story of a much longer story of just kind of how I ended up here. I, I couldn't tell you how I ended up here. It's, it, it's all God. And so how God could take so much just brokenness mm-hmm. and just being available. You know, what's interesting is like, cause you were saying how God, you, he puts you in search, certain situations and then he takes you into that next season or that next chapter or that next area where he wants to grow you. These are all training grounds, each thing. And then as you've went through all this crisis, as I just listening to what you were saying, how you were in the streets and then you were here and there. And as you think about all this crisis and street level stuff, God has prepared you for this moment of a major crisis. Like when you're, when you have a pregnancy and you're like a kid and, or just an unwanted kid or whatever, whatever the scenario is, you're raped or what, I mean, people that are going into abortion clinics, it's in a major, major crisis. I mean, they're thinking about basically killing the baby. You yeah. know, this is like crazy stuff that's happening. And now God's put you in this place as the first touch point, mm-hmm. which is the most high level crisis area you can be in. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely ground level. It's mm-hmm. definitely front line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's definitely front line and there is definitely an attack against us, but yeah, it's, we are the first fragrance of Christ that she may even ever have come in contact with. Yeah. And so, and you know, you know, talking, we joke about 2020, but, um, so in the 10 years I've been here, 10, 2020, I'd have to say 90% of the women that we are seeing walking through our doors since COVID happened are either undecided about the pregnancy or very abortion-minded, meaning I'm here because I need a free pregnancy test and I need an ultrasound because I'm getting an abortion. I'm going to go someplace else and I'm going to get an abortion hmm. because they are in so much stress. And in 10 years, I've never seen that. For 2020? Yeah. In 2020. So what, what is it? Like, what are the issues? What's, what are they talking about? Well, so you imagine. This is interesting. I mean, I haven't heard anything since what's been happening. I mean, we know that depression, anxiety and everything went, yeah. went up, but I haven't heard on the you know abortion side of things. Oh, yeah. Uh, so six weeks after the first shutdown, our phone was ringing off the hook. We had to shut down for a couple of weeks, regroup, figure out how we we're going to still do our mission mm-hmm. and, you know, make sure our staff's safe and everybody's safe. Right. About six weeks after the shutdown, we're getting calls. Our phone is ringing off the hook. I, ha- I have to have an abortion. I can't do this. So you imagine, if everybody can imagine all the stress that everybody's felt this past year. You know, the uncertainty, people are losing jobs, mm-hmm. you know, just, just the unknown about this virus and all <laughs> that stress. <clears throat> now you put an unplanned pregnancy in the middle of that. And an unplanned pregnancy is stressful enough. You add all this other stuff, isolation, mm-hmm. economic issues, in a house with your abuser. I mean, all of this stuff, add that on, and now you've got a, a pregnancy. And so – That's crazy. It ha- and they are just 
I have never seen such stressed out people in the ten, like I said, the ten years I've been doing this. And the crazy thing is, is that minors don't tend to abort unless somebody's making them because minors have this wonderful view of, oh, this baby's going to love me and all my friends are going to be here and it's going to be great. We have seen um, 16 and 17-year-olds walking in and they're like, I have to abort. But they have denied their pregnancy for so long. They just couldn't deal with that. So they're like 26 weeks pregnant. And just so everybody knows, in California, you can abort up until delivery. If you well, are have, you serious? If you have the money to do it. Now, they'll say, California law will say that legally it's only up to 24 weeks unless it's, you know, with the health of the mother. But the health of the mother is a very broad statement. I, I did this on a, my podcast. Um, What's your podcast? It's uh, Life Grounded. Um, you can find it on YouTube. Perfect. Um, how how Roe was written it, – it specifically was written broad. So the health of the mother could be me, like, say I walked in and said, I mentally, I can't deal with this. I was this. just going to ask you, yeah. I can't, I can't have this baby. I feel like I'm going to hurt myself. That is a reason that, to abort. Yep. Crazy. So now minors don't have that kind of money and Medi-Cal won't pay for it that, you know, mm-hmm. that far. But they're in, I read there we have this young girl and man, she's just in such a difficult situation, such a bad home life and, um. She had denied her pregnancy for so long. She was like 26 weeks. And we, that baby is moving on that screen. And she said, so I can still abort, right? And the nurse told her, I'm sorry, you, it's, it's up to 24 weeks. And she just bawled, just broke down and just sobbed. So we are there to walk alongside her and, you know. Dang. To, to keep pouring into her life. And then we, I spoke with her a couple weeks later, and she said um, – she told her family. And, and usually the picture looks worse than actually it is. And, mm-hmm. and she, had, she bonded with her baby. Mm-hmm. She was like, no, I can't go live here because that's not a safe place for my baby and I. So now she's bonded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 2020 is like that. But we need to look at the bigger picture in the society that we're living in. Mm-hmm is we are living in a society that are telling women, and it's a trickle-down effect, you and I see it all the time, is we what social media and just what their influences are, we are, we're living in a society that says to succeed in life, you have to kill your child. That's what we're telling women. Mm-hmm. We would never tell a man that. So... Young girls are thinking, well, I have – it is not natural for women to want to kill their children. Yeah, It's just – that's not – there has to be external circumstances. But we have told women, well, to achieve, to get that job, to finish school, you have to kill your children. Yeah, you can't, ha- you can't have a child if you want to accomplish this stuff. No, yeah. no. And so you get people who are like shouting their abortion and because I wouldn't have gotten this if I hadn't aborted. We've seen that with the Hollywood and yeah. all that stuff through the news. Yep. But think about that. When you and I were back in the day, mm-hmm. we, didn't surra- sur- we didn't surround ourselves with sober people because sober people were going to tell us we were doing something wrong. We already knew we were doing something wrong yeah. in our hearts. Yeah. We knew this was a, a road to destruction. Yeah. But we, so we surrounded ourselves with people that said, oh, what you're doing is okay. That's exactly what they're doing. 
if I say this enough, in my heart it'll be okay because I know that it wasn't and I know I'm broken and I know that I'm hurting and I know that everything in my life has been affected by this. So, yeah, that's kind of what we've been seeing in 2020 and it's um, – I'm so grateful that we're there. I'm so grateful that in the midst of lose, losing all our fundraising systematically was shut down, but we were still there because they needed us. Mm-hmm. They needed us to be there. Just like you guys were doing what you needed to do. It wasn't for you because you were needed out there. These kids are falling apart, you know, and you and I have talked about that. Are you – have you seen – we're going to be going to break in a minute. Um, have you seen more pregnancies during this time or it, is it, it pre- pretty average? Yeah, in the beginning it was but there – I was just listening um, uh, or I was talking to a doctor and he was saying that there's going to be a birth deficit um, meaning that a lot of people weren't getting pregnant. And I don't know about that. We'll I think a lot see. of people are aborting. OK. So we're going to be going to break in a minute. I have Leslie Salazar – <laughs> Korea. Korea. <laughs> Two last Sorry, names. Tom. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, in studio, um, I want to plug the Whosoever's movement. Go to the whosoevers.com. Um, book us. Book us for a tour. We're touring. We have, uh, we're going to Arkansas. We're going to Delaware. We're going to Texas. We're going to Nashville. We're going to or- Portland, uh, Ben, Oregon. We're touring. So we're active. Go to killthenoisebook.com right here. If you're watching the video, i got my new book out. Um, you can pre-order it right now. It's going down. It's a faith-building tool. It will grow your faith. It will encourage you and teach you how to walk with Christ in full power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be bit back right after the break in two minutes. Peace. More of The Ryan Reese Show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. the ryan reese show all right we're back in studio i got leslie salazar carrillo i got it on lock it's going down pathway health center clinic clinic oh man they just murdered this whole title it's it's all right that's it i'm throwing this thing at it get it out of here (laughs) hey i want to give the number out since i have you in studio i think it's very important that we 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 should take some calls and and open up the phone lines for people that have questions maybe they're dealing with this stuff they're in a crisis right now um they're pregnant uh or they know someone who knows now's the time to call 888-564-6173 that is the call in number we are live in studio right now so hit us up. I'm gonna give it out one more. This this is for the guy that's like me that says, "Man, if they just say it one more time, I'll remember it." <laughs> exactly. Triple eight five six four six one seven three. Hit us up. We want we want to hear from you tonight. So uh, really cool guy. People are calling in. Um, tell me about you. You were down at our event, uh, Vista Outreach at the skate park, and yeah. then yeah. So tell us about. It. Well, I want to hear how that went down. It was great to see you guys out there um, because Vista. Um, Vista has a lot of issues, and you've got kind of the affluent area and then the really low-income um, area. And the low-income area has – which we serve a lot of that area is, you know, single-parent homes, all of it. You know, maybe mom and dad are um, – English isn't their primary language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, just a, a lot of stuff going on 
a lot of gang activity. What about sure. the area where we were? Yeah, that's it's a crazy area where you guys are because you go two blocks yeah. and you're in a super affluent area. Yep. You go two blocks the other way and you're in a kind of economically depressed area. Yep. But it was great that where you guys were and all those kids, I, you know, I've spoken to a lot of those kids. I've seen them. I've seen their families and they're just so hungry right now. Like, um, I think you and I talked about it. Um, these kids, this generation of kids, their world has been turned upside down and they're searching for identity. Yeah. Who am I? Who is am I? You know, and where do I belong? They've got all of these influences and the, the realistic thing. And I love how you guys do it because it's how I do things, too, is sometimes you got to give them something. You know, they got needs. Yeah. You know, you've, you, you're giving them water. You're giving them stuff. You're meeting them. Where, this is where my world is, the skate park. Mm-hmm. This is where I find my identity. This is my escape from the hell that I'm living in. Yeah. So, and the, I was listening to this study by Barna, and they were saying that um, this generation of kids, like, don't tell me about hell. Tell me how I survived the hell I'm in. Hmm. How do I survive the hell I'm in? And, and I remember when I got saved, I tell people this when I tell my story is my life didn't get any better. I was still a poor single mom. I had a super sick kid. Life was rough. Um, but I had hope. Right. I didn't want to hear about Jesus. I want to know how I was going to feed my kid the next day. Mm-hmm. How was I going to make it? You know? But I heard this guy say. That's so interesting. Yeah. Instead of like trying to, hey, you know what? You're going to go to hell and this. And they're like, dude, my life is hell. I'm in like, hell. I don't even want to like, live right now. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I don't want to live right now. I am. I can't even. I can't even think about tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and you. And that's kind of like the women that we see. Mm-hmm. I can't even think about tomorrow. I'm living in hell right now. And I'm going to bring a baby into this. And it's the same thing with these kids. Like, I'm living in hell. How you show me how to get out of hell, the hell, the reality I'm in. And so I love when you guys come in because what it does is you guys are coming in and meeting them again. It's missionary 101. I'm going to sit under your tree. I'm not going to make you come to me. And then they were telling me what happened afterwards. So I want to hear about that. Like the crazy. So talk about that. Yeah. So, so we went there we, you know, it's funny because we pull up and I'm pull up in the whosoever van. So it's like all warp checkers and pink and purple. And I'm thinking, like, I'm going to pull up. Because when we're doing an event, you want to pull up and just kind of – I normally just want to show up early and kind of go through the skate park, suss out the crowd, just kind of see the vibe mm-hmm. of, of the – because every spot you go to, whether you're in the inner city, you know, or you're, like, in, like, you know, Idaho, when like, family-friendly versus, like, inner city stuff. It's totally different. And, you know, skate parks, it could yeah. be – you know, you could buy whatever you want there. Yep. <laughs> so I pulled up in the van and I, and I ended up finding parking right in the front on accident. So they already saw me coming. So then I roll in. I just start skating the park and cruising around saying what's up to everyone. And uh, then the event happened and, you know, it just turned into a full-on frenzy. Yeah. Uh, everyone just started doing the best trick and the, everyone was just united. We were skating with them for an hour and a half. And then our boy Brent got on and he started speaking and he told that whole story. Yeah. Like, man, I used to smell like weed like you guys. I lived in my car. I was homeless. You know, he's just telling the whole story. And he's like, but some church people told me, hey, man, you want some, or some guys go, hey, you want some donuts? And he's like, heck yeah. And then they go, yeah, well, if you go to that church, there's more food up there. So he's like, I just started going to church every week to get stuff in my pockets full of yeah. food. Well, he tells the story. He leaves. Anyway, fast forwarding, 
the event ends and I'm just like, man, I just feel like God wants to do more with these kids because it was a very, uh, it was a, it was, that was a very tough crowd there. That was mm-hmm. very inner city, um, you know, uh, yeah, that wasn't just a, a friendly crowd, but they were all cool with us, mm-hmm. but it's, it was a hard crowd. Mm-hmm. So I go, hey guys, I, uh, the, the youth pastor goes, hey man, he's like, hey, we're, we're doing a, he's like, invite him to the conference. So I walk up and I'm like, hey man. They're doing a they're doing an event at the church right now, but he's like, we have a mini ramp there. We're gonna do a best trick. So I go, they're gonna do a mini ramp and there's free pizza. They're like, dude, let's go. So what happens is I didn't know it, but it was a purity conference. <laughs> dude, it was a purity <laughs> conference. Are you kidding me? These skaters are a bunch of savages, right? So I don't. I'm like, I don't even know. So I had the van and like, and one guy's like, hey homie, give me a ride. I'm like, all right. So I just loaded them up in my van, like eight of them or something. Took them to the to the. The thing, I show up, and then I find it, it's a purity conference, but there's the mini ramp. So I'm like, hey, go skate the mini ramp. So they're all chilling, skating the mini ramp. We're playing basketball, you know, just chilling with them for a while. And then it lets out, and then all of a sudden all these girls come out and guys. And then next, I don't know, they started texting their friends or something because they were probably like, hey, there's all these girls at yeah. the, this, this place, this church. So next thing you know, like eight more showed up, and then another four showed up. And anyway, basically the, the skate park ended up showing up at the church. And it was so rad because all these church kids, dude, they're like talking to them, hanging out with them. And they all like, they're playing ball with them and then eating pizza. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, Dude, some they ended up going into the service, and during worship, some of them had the vapor. They mm-hmm. were smoking weed in the church with their hands up, like jumping up and down, kind of looking at each other like, what is this music? We're smoking weed. Uh, <laughs> it's the Jesus movement all over again. <laughs> Calvary Chapel Vista, dude. And anyway, it was – but then I ended up uh, hanging out – talking about broken kids. I'm going to flip over to this. So anyway, long story short, I we told them, we said, hey, guys, every Thursday night, um, they meet here and they have the, the mini ramp set up and all the moms from the church, they make all kinds of like cool food. It's not pizza. It's like legit food. So basically we told them what was happening and they said, Oh, we're going to come back. So very long story short, they end up now they're all going back on Thursdays. Yeah. And now they're all plugged in. What's so funny is our friend that shared that story. These guys came up, they told me about Jesus and they said there's free food at the church. That's exactly basically what happened with that whole skate park. And now they sent me pictures that uh, of all these kids back there on Thursday night yeah. going to church, all these like gnarly street kids. Yeah. So, but what's cool is I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier is that I ended up hanging out with, um, you were saying some of these kids, um, they're like, I'm living in hell. Like, mm-hmm. tell me how to live out hell. So I ended up hanging out with this one kid. We were, we were eating uh, some Mexican food there at the, at the church. Me and him talking and I'm like, Hey man, so like, what, so what's your deal? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm all, so do you live here? And he's like, yeah, I live here. He's all, my dad's from Mexico. Like, you know, you're we talking and his dad, he's like, my dad's all, I, like, I don't really know my dad. He got, he was all hooked up on drugs. He's going in and out of jail. Then they deported him. He's also now I'm here with my mom and his mom's probably illegal. Right. And he's, but he's born here. So he's like, I'm here with my mom and, and my mom, you know, um, her back's all messed up because she was, we have a little baby brother and, you know, she was trying to pick him up out of the crib and her back went out. So I'm just sitting there, look at this young kid. Yep. And I literally, I'm just getting so choked up. Just like this, this, this kid right here. And he, this kid is like, he's so nice and so cool. He's a kid like, where it's like, if he needed to be adopted, you're like, just adopt this kid. Yeah. Like he's just the, the, the most sweetest young kid and just a great cool heart but just doesn't have a lot of opportunity yeah. 
And anyway, long story short, he was just telling me about everything that's going on. I just was ministering. I'm like, hey, man, listen, God loves you. And, you know, get plugged in here. There's a lot of people that love you. You get food here on, on Thursday mm-hmm. nights. Bring your mom here. Have them pray for her and just get plugged in. And now he's one of the ones um, just going with all the kids at the church. But it's the reason why we do, you do and I do what we do is because we have to meet people on, on ground level. Yeah. And when you really just get Jesus 101 or missionary 101, you were saying, it's just literally going and making yourself available and hanging out and talking. And you're a mom. I mean, you know, you're, you're out in the streets just being available with your husband, but just having conversations. And they know if you're there to be a Christian to close a deal, like, hey, man, you're yeah. a sinner. You need Jesus. You're going to hell. And they're like, what? Shut up. They, you don't know anything about me. Yeah. Or if you're like, hey, what's up? What's up with you yeah. guys? What's going on? And you get to know them and they open up. Then they'll just they'll just share with you or throw up on you everything yeah. that's going on. And then that allows you a very easy way to navigate through what's really going on. Yeah. And that's when you can start having those conversations and they know that you actually love them. And, the, you know, with the pandemic and everything that's going on, the harvest is ripe. Yep. It's ripe yep. everywhere you go. We're, we're, we've been touring the United States with the whosoever's. And it doesn't – Montana, Idaho, wherever you're at, L.A., San Diego – Rich kids, poor kids, everyone is empty. Everyone's looking for identity. And right now the harvest, the, I always say the fruit is so ripe, it's literally falling off the tree. You just got to yeah. go pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is, um, so the the poor kids, so if you have money, you can hide your brokenness. It's easy. Right. You hide it behind stuff. The poor kids, they can't even hide it. Like they're real about it. Like yeah. my life sucks, yeah. and I don't even know. And they're it's just true. super real about it. So sometimes the more affluent ones are the harder nut to crack. Like these kids got nothing, you know. And so, yeah. And just I remember. Um, in fact, I saw Sunny in I think it's uh, July or August. It was in the middle of the pandemic, and the Rhythm Church in South Oceanside put on this Bless Local, and Sunny came out, and I was out there. In fact, I called them because I saw it on Sunny's. Instagram. And so I called the church. I'm like, oh, we I'll be there with diapers and formula and wipes. I mean, these are like, you got to give them what they need. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was such an amazing event. They had the food bank out there. They had free haircuts. They were doing a clothing distribution. They had the, you know, the half pipe. They were doing skate contests yep. and, and every Sunny was out there and just loving on them. But when you do that, you have an opportunity to have conversation because, yeah, you got to give them something sometimes. Mm-hmm. You got to – and like you said, you can't be going there with your three-point plan. Okay, I'm going to preach to you and then you're going to accept Jesus and I'm going to not – you know, and I'm going to tell you that you're going to hell and blah, blah, blah. Because when my husband and I were out on the street, we would see that. This, I remember this one girl that we knew. She texted me. She's like, this beep gave me this pamphlet. Yeah. He doesn't know who I am. He doesn't know what my life is like. And I'm like, oh, dang, I am so sorry. That's, you know, we, there's, we've got a world that is so hungry for communication. We got a world that's so hungry for interaction. And all we have to do is exactly what you did. You sat down and you listened. You didn't try to fix his life. Mm -hmm. You didn't try. I have a really good friend and I always say that, I'm a Christian, probably still a Christian today because of her. She would, you know, here I'm this poor single mom and living just this really hard life. And I came from rough and she was just my friend. 
She just would invite me places, whether I went or not or whatever. And she would just invite me mm-hmm. and she would just listen and she would hold me accountable, you know, for my stuff. And I'm probably still a Christian today because of that. She was just my friend. Nobody wants to be. I don't like getting preached at, mm-hmm. you know, and so God's going to show up. Mm-hmm. But we have to just show up, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's so why he said feed them. Well, I was, you know, when, you, when you're talking about that, I'm thinking about, like, let's, let's go to Jesus for a minute. What did he do? He went from town to town, village to village. He fed. He fed the multitudes, right? Yeah. He was there with the, the woman at the well. Yeah. Having a conversation with her. You know, um, uh, then you see him eat, eating with the tax. Co- there you go. Eating with the tax collectors and all the religious people. Like, what is he doing? He, 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 didn't, he didn't say everyone got saved. You know, it didn't, he didn't do any miracles or anything. He just sat there and he was eating and that was totally radical what he was doing. And when you look at the model of Jesus constantly just going there and being with the people, he was in the house ministry. He was just, he was out with the people. And then he would obviously surface to the temple and break open the scriptures and, and teach. But the majority of his ministry was in the Sea of Galilee, the Galilee of the Gentiles, Yeah, you know, and that's, that's Jesus is the model. And we got to always, it's, it's so important that because it's easy for us as Christians to get, we we're plugged into our local church. Obviously, that's where we get discipled. Mm-hmm. But it's so easy to just get stuck in that and never really break away. And it's like, oh, we just got to do a big event once a year. Or no, it's like it. You don't have to leave your country. You don't have to leave your state to do missionary work. The mission field is it's everywhere, and it's literally around you. And what I've learned in my life is that if I just say a prayer in the morning. Like, God, open a door with whoever you want me to talk to. I don't even have to go searching. They literally just come up and start talking to you. And that's the door. Like, it's like when you say that prayer, it's like God's faithful and he does it. But if you're not praying and you're not looking, you're, and then you're going, why isn't God doing it? Well, you have not because you asked not. Pray for the door to open and God will bring people and they'll just start talking to you. Well, and I I call it kind of the Hezekiah attitude that sometimes that we get um, is you look around well, I'm good. People around me are good. Yeah. Generation's good. So we're good. Well, you've got a hurt and dying world right outside those doors. And so, you know, men, and, and that's ministry is messy. And sometimes messy. we have to sit messy. in the dirt with people. And that's how I feel like we are at Pathway. Um, we sit in the dirt with them for a little bit and we woo them towards Christ. So, okay, so we're going to, she needs a pregnancy test. We're going to give that. She needs an ultrasound. We're going to give that. We're going to talk to her about her different options, you know, her options. And, and yes, please don't write me letters. Yes, we are going to talk to her about her options because she needs to know what her options are. And, but the whole time we're listening and we're loving and we're respecting and treating her with dignity. And maybe we're the first people that have ever done that in her life. Yeah. She doesn't even know that she deserves dignity. Mm-hmm. So true. And then we become that safe place for her. We become that place where she's just, yeah, she's just loved. And it takes time. And you got to sit in the dirt and you got to hear things. Mm-hmm. And you got to sit with a straight face and be like, yeah, I feel you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that must be rough. And even if you don't, you've never walked that road, you've never experienced that, it goes a long way to say, Man, I've never experienced that, and I can't even imagine what you're going through, but I'm here, and I'm ready to That's listen. That's I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, you don't have to have the answers. No. Yeah. I, I never have the answer. Mm-hmm. But God does. Yeah. And you're going to woo them. It's 
I heard one time, and I've never forgotten it, and I pray this all the time in the morning at the clinic, that the, the aroma of deep faith is like an expensive perfume. And they should smell that the minute they walk in. Like the minute the aroma of Christ should come before you and you don't even say anything. But that aroma, like I said, is willing to go to the skate park. That skate park's rough. Mm. That was a. I mean, those are the kids. I, yeah. <laughs> I love those kids. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Those are kids I used to deal with in the probation school uh-huh. and continuation uh-huh. school. I love them. Yeah. And they're smart. Yeah. They have goals, but nobody even to, ever told them that they could achieve anything. And so I get that. Like, show up and eat. You know why I married to my husband? Because somebody invited us over for dinner, and I was a poor single mom, and I was hungry. Mm-hmm. And they wanted. I didn't want to meet anybody. I just wanted dinner. And here we are 15 years later. You know, Maybe. it's the same. I went to church because my sister said, hey, I want you to hear, go with me. I want to hear these people. I'm like, I want to go to church. I'm not going to walk into church. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nobody in church is going to want to walk, see me, you mm-hmm. know, because I'm walking in with all of this. And, you know, that was 1998. So, um, yeah, we just... We just got to be big church, big C church, little C church. We just got to do better. Mm-hmm. You know, we got we to gotta step out of the church. Mm-hmm. And maybe the best thing about COVID is that church wasn't operating. Okay, let's, let's look at that. Because of COVID, church shut down, you know, to an extent. The majority. I mean, went online. Remember, it was mm-hmm. just all online. Mm-hmm. That was, it, it's so, so funny, like, looking back, and you're like, dude, that was crazy. Yeah. Everything was online. All of a sudden, all the pastors are like, oh, shoot. <laughs> we got to teach to an, uh, uh, a non-audience. Imagine, yeah. like, being in front of uh, – I, I mean, that, I remember that was weird even for me because yep. I'm used to doing high school events, live events yep. all the time. That's, like, basically doing a church service. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I had, I had to do a, a, a webcast. I had to teach in front of a webcast one time in a room in a studio, and I was like – this is strange, yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden everyone had to learn how to do that. But what happened at that time is the church got, it, it, it shut down and then it had to like rebirth like a new, uh, new ideas and new yeah. ways to do outreach. And a lot of good actually came. It got yeah. the church actually like, you know, over at church at large, like shaking and moving to come up with new creative ideas of like getting stuff out on content, digital. Yeah. And it really actually push the church to push out content, yeah, which is great. But yeah. also now, because of the effects of the COVID and all that, you know, with the depression, anxiety, suicide, pregnancy, et cetera, now with the fear-mongering too, everything that's going on in the media and everything, the world's in a different place. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got people walking around with masks, running with masks down the street yeah. on the beach. I mean, like, it's like, there's like, there's people that have their immune system yeah. problems, but there's also so much fear that yeah. people think they're going to just die. Yeah. So we got to – there's going to be a lot of after effects that we have not seen mm-hmm. that we are going to see what's happening Yeah. with with people right now. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be a very interesting time to see what's going to be happening now moving forward of the effects of this last year of COVID on the mind. It was great because, you know, I deal with a lot of different churches and when they had to move outside, they said people were standing like on their balconies and listening to church. Mm-hmm. And coming from a not church background, I could see me doing that yeah. like back in the day, like, I don't know who these people yeah. are. And I don't want to be judged by them, but I'll stand out on my balcony. And I love, we are in Southern California. We should be outside yeah. anyway. Yeah. And so um, I loved it. I've always said we need to do things 
a little bit simpler, you know. And so when my husband and I were out on that corner for all of those years, like there'd be like noise and just stuff. I mean, like people are having sex over here. There's people riding skateboards, doing drugs all around us. And every once in a while, a kid would say, so tell me about Jesus or tell me. And we would be having church in the middle of this noise. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that is like first century. Yeah. That is how it should be. And so I, yeah, I agree with you. Our world to me is never going to be the same. And that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's bad. I think it's very exciting times. We have like three minutes left, but I think this is a, I'm, I'm, Honestly, I'm excited to see what God wants to do. And just watching the news and just watching everything that's going on, Jesus is coming back. Yeah. He's coming back and more than ever. I mean, I don't <laughs> dude, like when you read Revelations and and you know, you study Bible prophecy and you're watching the signs of the times, uh-huh. you're like, yo, we are in the last days. Like it's going down and and it's and things are escalating quickly. Yeah. So now's the time to raise up, live the great commission. We need to reach as many people as possible, be filled with the Holy Spirit and step out in faith yeah. and watch God move. Yeah. So um, I want to plug a couple things before we we shut this down. First, I want to plug your uh, your place of business so people can find you if they need to get a hold of you. Yeah. So it's Pathway Health Clinic. We're located in Vista. You can find us pathway-healthclinic.com. Um, that's the easiest. We're on um, IG and Facebook. Um, and your podcast. Yeah, Life Grounded. Um, and it's based on I've spent 10 years at the ground level of this pro-life movement. And you can find it on YouTube or Christian Broadcast uh, Central. And yeah, we talk. I talk about some of these life issues in, um, yeah, maybe in a different way that people would actually think. Because I've lived it. I've sat knee to knee and face to face with that woman trying to make that abortion decision on what she's going to do, and it's not as simple as people think. So. No, you guys follow her, tune into her podcast. There's so much more that uh, Leslie could provide for you guys. Um, thank you, everyone that's been just following the movement, listening yeah. to this show for years. I can't believe what God has done here. Uh, praying, thank you for praying for the movement and actually giving to the movement and funding our mission to continue to bring the gospel to the streets. That's what we do. We have not stopped. We will continue. We did over a hundred events during the during the pandemic, during the yeah. lockdown. Um, again, we haven't stopped. The new book is out, or it's actually for pre order now. Kill the noise book. Dot com. You could buy it, uh, like Ali said earlier, anywhere where books are sold. Uh, Amazon, um, Barnes & Nobles, Walmart, Target, etc. It's there. This is it for you video, guys. It's a neon green and black and white. Kill the noise, finding meaning above the madness. I actually wrote this in the pandemic. When everything got shut down, I wrote it. We put it out. It's out on uh, Hatchet uh, Publishing. And uh, it's... It's... um. It's just a tool. It's a faith building tool. It's um, it will teach you about the power of the Holy Spirit. It's going to teach you the basic fundamentals of, of the Great Commission. It's going to teach you about the Jesus, all about Jesus, what He did, and how to live uh, the life that you were created for. And it's just a walk of faith, and it'll encourage everyone all ages. So get it, buy some, give them to your friends, or whatever you want to do. Um, go to the whosoever's. Uh, watch our new film. We have the full sand movie. It's of our last tour in Idaho. And we have a new film that's going to be coming out of our Montana film, which was number one for suicide. That's a whole nother film and it's heavy. But anyway, Leslie, thank you for being on the show. Thanks, Ryan. It went fast. Yeah, it always does. I know. I love you guys. <laughs> we'll be talking. 
This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show. God's Word will change our life, but sometimes it's hard to know where to start. Well, that's where I come in. I'm Jody Nisnik, host of So Much More, Creating Space for God, a scripture meditation podcast. And each week, I guide you through a scripture, giving you space to listen to the Spirit and pray about what's on your heart. Then we have a thoughtful conversation with guests to help us go deeper. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.